episode 5 of the Pocket of Wisdom podcast on King Canvas. On this podcast, I like to invite godly people from different walks of life to share their life experiences and wisdom. On the past two episodes, I had a privilege to speak to my friend about singlehood and purity. So if you have not checked that out, it's available on YouTube and Spotify. And today, I have with me a sincere and passionate God-loving couple. They are Ananias and Yvonne. So guys, would you do us the honors of introducing yourselves? Hi, um, hi Deborah, and thank you so much for inviting us to your podcast. And yeah, hi to the audience of King Canvas, and I'm Ananias, and this is uh, Yvonne, and both of us are husband and wife, and we are happily married for one and a half years now, and counting and we are very blessed with a beautiful daughter named Hannah as well and personally I'm a life planning advisor with Great Eastern and currently I'm also running a personal financial consultation company named Financial Fitness Coach Malaysia so in short it's called FinFit Coach so back to you Hi everyone, I'm Yvonne so I've been working for um, 7 years and I'm a fine life insurance advisor from Great Eastern and also a bit writer. So I help my clients plan from their finances from their life to death. That is amazing. And from the way they introduce themselves, I'm pretty sure that you have a good idea of what we are going to talk about today. And so the title of today's discussion is Money Habits, Misconception and Best practices. And having known Ananias and Yvonne for such a long time, I I known them for their integrity and how they love God and serve the Lord. So I'm very sure that you are going to be blessed today. So Ananias and Yvonne, why is money such a close topic to your heart? Okay, um all right. So based on my my experience and uh what I've learned or throughout, throughout the years uh I'm growing up as a, as a teenage uh, teenager and then as an adult now that we once we are born to this world we have already started using money indirectly or directly from our parents so when we are baby then who's actually paying for the hospital bill yeah it's our parents so and that actually taught me that we we need to be vigilant uh, in our our own resources and in the book of proverbs chapter 27 Verse uh, 23, uh, it says that know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. So, so in that context, right, if you were an Israelite, when Proverbs are written, it's likely that your flocks would be the sign of your wealth. And a wise owner would hire good and thoughtful shepherds who would watch over and care for their livestock. So it was important for every one of them to be accounted for and protected. And in the same way, a wise person is going to give thoughtful and care to their finances and portfolio. So much is lost from one of diligent attention. So, and back to my own personal experience that I learned when I was very young, I learned how to save money at a very young age during my years in primary school because um, I would say my parents give me maybe uh, like one or two ringgit and from there onwards, they will ask me, um, um, yeah, this amount of money I've given to you, it depends how you want to spend or how you want to save it. But for me, myself, I told that I told my wow, 
why not I just uh, pack bread with jam and go to school. So every day I, I was able to save one or two ringgit. So my parents actually taught me the value of money and it is hard to come by and to buy the things that I want. So I would have to save up in order to, to buy. But for example, like um, we last time we used to have this uh, huge camp or like Christian camp design yes. or when you buy anything. <laughs> then my parents said, oh, if you want to go, you will have to save your money. Uh, you, I mean, yeah, that's, that's your wants. So you have to save it up and go for it. So you appreciate it. So slowly I started to differentiate what's the difference between things that could appreciate in value and depreciate in value. Yeah. So, so my, oh, Yvonne, what about you? Yeah. Okay, for me, I definitely do, do not grow up with a silver spoon. And back then, life was tough for my parents. So my dad was very careful with money. And every time when he spent money, right, he would want to save every penny for our family expenses. So thriftiness is part and parcel of our daily life. So for example, when my dad would book marketing, he would compare prices, you know, um, like he would get the uh, brochure from, like for example, Aeon Tesco, if you want to buy like shampoo or Dettol, right, he would definitely wait for sale. He would look at the brochure and say, oh, this one got sale, then only he will start buying. If not, he won't buy. So he will come, if he got time, he will go to, uh, he will just window shop, then he will just compare prices, and if it's a good deal, then he will buy. And then he will come back and share, you know, oh, see, daddy know how to save this money. See, how much money I have saved, you know. Uh, so, every time uh, from, from young, uh, he will like, cycle us, you know, how much money he will save, he will save. So, it becomes part and parcel of my life, you know, like, money must save, money must save, you know, that's how, that's how I grew up uh, in this family. So, it's quite close to my heart when it comes to finance. That is so good. And hearing from the patterns of your story, a lot of the money-related values that the both of you have, it came from the good examples of your parents. And as you, as kids, you have learned from their model and it has seeped into your habits and even your careers today. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as I heard you guys share, I was reminded of um, uh, a research that I did recently so I'm just going to share it with you guys. Did you know that the word loved is mentioned approximately 300 to 500 times in the Bible, mm-hmm. depending on which version you're reading? And there are about 500 verses in the Bible about faith and prayer. But there are more than 2,000 verses about money in the Bible. And I think that is a very good indicator for us to know that God wants us to be really intentional and to be good stewards of money. So with that being said, um, Ananias and Yvonne, in your perspective, what is the foundational understanding that we should have about money? Wow, uh, that was a good research that we have done. And yeah, I believe so that the Bible uh, teaches, that, teaches that wisdom and money provides security and in the book of Exodus, Celsius, chapter 7, verse 12, it says that for the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. So the author of Exodus, Celsius wants the reader to understand the value of wisdom so he compare it to money. Because 
people holds uh, or look at money, the value of uh, money is very close to their heart. So wisdom is equally important as well, how we actually live our life. So both give you a sense of security and shelter and living wisely has the benefit of receiving God's blessing. And for me saying uh, that money is a tool or a means for us to use to actually trade goods and services. We will allocate it efficiently to save, to bless, to spend and to invest wisely. Yeah, and for me, um, I believe we need to know where the money comes from. And if you know where the money comes from, you learn to appreciate it more. And because money does not come easy, you know, so we must know how to earn it. And we must know how to save it as well. And we must know how to bless others with money. So, that, that's for me. Yeah, that's so good. I think especially... um when we start working is when we really start to recognize where the money comes from Mm -hmm. because uh, as you shared like when we were younger we don't feel that pinch because our parents will still you know give it to us and we are just blessed to just use it Mm -hmm. but once we start working we start to feel that pinch and um, I totally agree with what um, Anna and I just shared and it's so good money and wisdom provides security and you also mentioned that money should be seen as a tool, as a means, and not as a goal. But it's a very good tool to get um, what we need in our lives. And so moving on, right, I would like to um, share um, a research that I did recently. This is an article that came out late last year. And it says that between 2015 and 2019, about 85,000 Malaysians below the age of 25 were declared bankrupt. And according to Hydra's wealth management, uh, management founder and consultant Rohani Mohammed Shahir, the main reason for bankruptcy at a young age is the five series loans, personal, education, car, home and credit card. So from your experience, right, what are your thoughts on that? And do you think our current and coming generation are financially literate? Well, for me, yes and no. Um, loans, immediately after I started, no, immediately after I finished education, I already have education loans, 50, 50 M. So, yeah. I haven't even started working, I have to pay up my debt. Yeah. So, so for me, right, um, majority well, people know about money, but actually many don't know how to control money, you know. Yeah. But instead, they let money control them. So, hence the cycle starts when they become a slave to money instead of becoming a master of it. So, if you know um, how to use credit cards, you know how to use loan, it will benefit you. But, but if you don't know then you will kind of, it's actually loans and credit card is double-edged sword. Uh, so it cuts both ways. Yeah. So if you don't, have, don't know how to control it, they, they are given a huge credit limit on their credit card to utilize. And if you don't know how this future money works, right, they don't know, they have to pay over a period of time. If you don't fulfill it, then you incur hefty interest charges and that's where the persons that keep on rolling. Mm, yeah, 
I think yeah. I'm very thankful for myself that my education law has been waived. Uh, like uh, I get I got good grades and then I do not need to pay Praise back PT PT and yeah, thankfully, <laughs> thank God for it. And that's a huge sum actually. And then yeah, I, I would say that yes, but there are two sides of the coins due to the easy access to the internet and most people are on social media. So there are communities that advocate the importance of financial literacy and people are aware of it definitely compared to the, our previous generations and now knowledge uh, or any of knowledge are so easily accessible through through the internet yeah but knowing it is one thing and to identify whether it's the right or the wrong thing is also another thing and by practicing by taking action consistently with discipline on a daily basis is all to get differently as well yeah that is so true it's not that we don't know what to do we definitely have um access to know the right ways to um use our money um it's a matter of of course there are certain circumstances where it's out of our control but aside from that it's a matter of do we want to put it into practice yeah, or yeah. not I right th- i think and i yeah, yeah i think um, I, I will put this for uh, some life example that I've actually seen mm. or experienced before that I think these financial tools right, are a good use for us if we know how to utilize it properly. For example, like mm. credit cards. So when we talk about credit cards, right, people, they are actually, I've seen people or have friends actually uh, use what you call this balance transfer. Balance transfer is whereby like I have uh, like a friend of mine who has this loan, then he has this debt of like 50000 more. How you structure his education loan to, to not to pay all 50000 he actually used credit card to actually swipe 50000 first, and then he applied another few more credit cards and transfer the 50000 and break it into smaller uh, smaller tranches, like from 50000 break it to like 10000 10000 So, and all these right. are no interest and then it's zero zero interest because uh, the banks are giving promotions. So from then onwards, like, he was able to actually stretch out his cash flow and do not need to pay immediately 50000 So that is how we utilize credit card efficiently. But we must have discipline and, and to, to have this self-control to use it wisely. And we are talking about uh, loan interest and now it's actually all-time low and people will say that... Uh, it's actually cheaper to borrow money and to actually buy houses for investments or to invest. Mm. And that's how we actually utilizing capital efficiently without having to, to use our own money. But it requires, like we always say, it requires very good discipline and monitoring of our balance sheet from being over leveraged. Over leveraged means we over borrow. Yeah. Mm. Wow, so the pattern that I'm hearing is um, that we need to be disciplined and if we want to, it's not that the items are bad, credit card is a credit card, if you know how to use it wisely, Mm -hmm. if you can be disciplined with it, go ahead, however, if you know you struggle with control and whatnot, maybe there is a better way to do things and like drawing from what um, you want shared, you need to learn to be a master of it. If not, if you don't learn to be a master of how you use your money, then you're allowing 
the money to control you. Mm. And so as we move on to the next question, which is quite related to what we all just shared, what are some of the common bad habits you think that we have with money? Okay, um, this is easy. <laughs> I think one of it is peer pressure. Um, that is a big one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because um, it all depends. Peer pressure is depends on who you spend time with, who are your friends, and who do you yeah. look up to. Um, right now, you realize that once we start working, right when we have money and then we have different kinds of friends. So we have colleagues, we have other friends, and we as much as we want to hang out with them, right? Who you mix with. Um, it's going to determine how you spend money. If, let's say, um, yeah. you have a friend that loves to save money um, and will always mind how much, uh, where, they, where they go for makans. And if, let's say, they, that person likes to save money and will prefer spending less on money, you know, um, maybe go for economy rice or maybe having a, going to a cafe that is a cheaper, cheaper, Slightly cheaper food lah. Then if you go out with them, right, you tend to spend less as well because you care for that person's pocket, and that person care for your pocket yeah. as well. Um, com- in another way, if let's say you, your friends are those that who want to spend money, that focus on lifestyle, focus on feeling good, you tend to overspend as well because you want to be like them. You want to be mm. at, as a. Uh, uh, as good looking as them, uh, taking the, the, the trendiest uh, handbag, you know, it's always posting. Yeah. I mean, it's like you want to focus on OOTD, Instagram, you know. So <laughs> it's really, it's really about who you spend with, uh. So peer pressure is very, very uh, it's a, quite a serious thing uh, when it comes to bad habit, um, and also uh, not committing to a financial being being set. So if let's say. Um, New Year, of course, you will have those friends who will show, oh, I want to save um, 30k a year. Uh, but then, saying is one thing and acting is on it is another thing. So, um, yeah. it's really hard to control money. Yeah. And when you set a financial goal, we tend to not achieving it at the end of the year. So, it's <laughs> a new resolution. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we yeah. And then I think for me, one of the most prevalent common habits that we have uh, in mm. our society currently or in our generation would be actually uh, the, the bad habit of like having instant gratification because now we are living in the world yeah. where um, patience is so underrated and being lived, uh, living thriftily uh, is so under underrated and we everything going instant from instant food instant what do you call it uh, instant services or anything our generation wants it to be fast everything to be fast to think so it has actually ingrained in us that to have something right we don't need to wait we can just have it so instant yeah. gratification i would say that um, it's one of the bad habits and then in financial planning instant gratification cannot be applied because Financial planning it takes time to to actually yes. to 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 plan ahead, uh, and then with yeah. everything instant, right? We will tend to be impulsive in our in our spending. Yeah, that is so true. Um, and being impulsive, um, has a lot to do with, um, 
controlling our emotions as well. I think Anna and I have yeah. discussed that before yep. as well, right? And um, I think you brought up the very important point of um, the issue of instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And as people, if we want to persevere and do well in life, we have to learn to appreciate delayed gratification. Yep. And delayed gratification is... As what Ananias shared, the resistance to the temptation of immediate pleasure in the hopes of obtaining a valuable and long-lasting reward in the long term. Mm. So that is something that we should learn to apply in a society where we can achieve everything in a step of a finger, yeah. order on Shopee, next day receive. <laughs> you know, it's like everything we can get so fast. Yep. And Yvonne brought up a very, very important point which is peer pressure and we should really i think as what yvonne said learn to care for each other's wallet learn to have compassion because um most of us our friends and we living among different groups of people we all earn differently and if everyone wants to spend time together then how do we do that someone who is earning higher would probably be like i want to go to this cafe on that cafe, which is not wrong because they can afford it, yep. right? Mm. But what about the other person who is, you are aware because you are friends with them that they earn lesser. Mm. So as the person who is maybe even earning more, could we also learn to be like, hey, why don't, let's go and have chat fun today or something mm. like that. Because I think from experience, we also know that sometimes the person who is earning lesser may even reject coming out because they will just say, oh, no, la, I'm busy today. <laughs> and actually, the reason is because maybe they don't have the financial means to spend the way some of the other friends spend, right? Mm. So if we want to spend time with some of the people we care about, could we also learn to just, hey, today let's just go chapana or mama, which is amazing, Yeah. Yes. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's this quote which is always used. I don't remember where it's from, but they'll say, show me your friends and I show you your future. Mm. And bad company corrupts good habits, which is very true. And, you know, we should really learn to appreciate the delayed gratification that comes with good habits. Mm. Mm. And that um, will have a long-term effect la, on our lives. I think it's true. Yeah. I, I mean, we are the average of the five people that we mingle with in our life, actually. Yeah. yeah. And in relation to what we have also just discussed, right, what are some of the misconceptions that we have um, about saving or financial planning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the misconceptions is the need to spend to have friends it's like um it's yeah. not sure because it depends on what kind of friends you have you have uh, um we got to be friends with people that have the same financial value and belief system as you um like for example uh, like there's one incident that happened to me um like maybe last year i have mm. a lunch with i have lunch date with a group of my friends and that is particular friend that suddenly just asked me out of sudden say, Hey Yvonne, I realize huh, you don't really have entertainment one. Now like, eh, how can you say that? <laughs> 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 because like I don't really post 
um yamcha session my friend you know so i'm like mm. i was caught off guard when she said that i'm like eh does she mean that i don't have friends it's like behind of my i'm thinking like that so it means yeah maybe i just reply her yellow i don't i don't really spend much on entertainment because that's true that's me because my mm. entertainment is not um going out so much on cafe hopping or karaoke that's not my kind of entertainment but that is her kind of entertainment that's why she will ask me mm. she will ask me that kind of question because that's her life i i i do understand that for her she her kind of entertainment is where she will always go out and hang out with friends and and use quite a lot of money lah on, on all this and yeah. for me my kind of entertainment is um going out having a uh as to to hang out having badminton session with my friend maybe mama session a simple mama session with my friends that's that's my kind of entertainment you know um so so when she asked me I'm like hey she probably think that I've got no friend at all <laughs> <laughs> um so I don't think uh we need to have money we need to spend money to have friends no lah for me it's very different and mm. when we have friends around us that like to save and have budget lah in the long run I believe that that kind of friendship will be more solid way better because um in Proverbs twenty one verse twenty it says that a wise man save for his future we need to be responsible. We are spending because yeah, it really depends on how much we save right now. It depends how much we have in the future. And for me, would be one of the biggest misconception in about in personal finance that is about investing is that you need to wait until you have a lot of money then only to start investing. And I think mm. and it's not true because I myself don't start with a lot of money, but I start. From very small big funds and slowly it grows bigger, and definitely I can do it and others can do it as well. You can start small and slowly build it up. So in in the Bible, what it teaches us that we must grow what we are given. So in the book of Matthew chapter twenty five verse fourteen to thirty, it talks about the parables of talents. You see, and this is another example of a financial parables that Jesus used. To communicate a spiritual truth, here he wants to teach us stewarding the gifts he has entrusted to us. These yeah. could be the talents or abilities, or them they might have might be the very message of grace that he has entrusted us with. We don't have mm. all received the same gifts, but we all are expected to return our master's investments. So Jesus' use of the parables help us to understand. A spiritual principle while giving us a peek um, into the financial practice of the day and the wisdom of wisely investing our capital. Yeah, that is that is so good. I I love what uh Yvonne brought up about um thinking that you know you need to have money to have friends and that is not um the right way to think about money because we cannot be relating money to our self worth and we cannot attach it to our identity because money is at the end of the day is a tool right mm. and yeah uh what uh Ananias brought up is so true that when it comes to investing we can actually if we are disciplined we can start young we don't even need to have a lot we just i think the 
the word that keeps coming back is discipline. Yep. Can you be disciplined mm. or not, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. One more biggest misconception in personal mm. finance, which risk management is that um, we don't need insurance because nothing will happen to us. Because in financial planning, mm. there is um, risk management, there's wealth accumulation, there's um, wealth distribution, but what the most yeah. important one is risk management. So, um, by having insurance, right, we could lower down our downside financial risk by many folds, and yeah. have peace of mind financially if an unfortunate event struck upon us. So, to me, in my line of, in my field of my work, right, I was also believe that um, having insurance is very important, and it's also as equally important as saving money as well because. Even though if you save so much money, right, in the end, if you do not have a protection to protect your savings, something happens to us, then whatever you have saved in a long run, you'll eventually not, that money will not be yours. You cannot guarantee that money is yours because you're not giving somebody else. Yeah, that is very true. Um, we need to prepare for the rainy day. Yeah. On a day that something... Um, of course, we don't wish that upon anyone, but we can't deny that life. Anything can happen anytime. And mm. we need to always be ready to prepare for that rainy day. And that's why um, having insurance and saving, mm. all these are very important. So this also leads us to the next question, which is what are some healthy habits that we should start developing? Okay, I think the first most foundational habit should be on learning on how to save first. And because mm. if let's say you start earning money and you don't save, and there's not much planning, financial planning can be done because whatever it comes in at the end, it goes out. So why, why is there any yeah. resources to, to, to plan? So that is the most foundational habit you should learn how to save first. And now is always the best time to save, not later. As always, yes. to keep our downside rich is to check, covered by insurance, as we can't predict if an accident might happen to us in future. Yeah. Mm. And I would say that discipline, like we always go back to being disciplined in, in our uh, financial plan is that as human, we, we are driven to achieve goals and dreams. And these goals and dreams require money in order to achieve. So it will be, propel us to save even more diligently. And we, we can't actually yeah. just, oh, all right, save because you want to save money, but you must have a goal or a dream attached to it. So you are driven to save towards that goal. And where, mm. I would say where on how to actually um, save is that it's best to use an app in our mobile phone to track our expenses and income. Right. So we will know on a daily basis or monthly basis, how much we earn and spend. And along the months, you'll be able to gauge a trend of your spending habits and the consistency mm. of your saving. So when we realize that there's a spike in a particular category of expenses, we could control it specifically and reduce the expenses. Like, for example, like you, you, when you start spending money and you realize, oh, wow, this month, I think I've gone to the cinema quite often because you can see that well, the, the cost of the spending 
expenses of cinema, going to cinema has increased a lot. So from there, right, you can actually pinpoint what are the your your spending habits, and from there onwards, you can reduce it. And how yeah. do we um, do on saving? Is that we can actually start with a daily budget or a monthly budget on how much you can spend every day. Mm. Yeah, that is um uh, so good. Um, it's not just about saving. It's about learning to budget. Yep. And that is something that I think we always hear and we say yes, yes, yes. But um, we never actually do it. Yeah. And if we don't budget, we are not tracking where our money is going. Sure. And when we are not tracking, then we don't know where our money is going. Yes, and yes. that's when at the end of the month, we are always like, oh no, I'm broke. Yeah, where my <laughs> money goes to. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, eh? My, my bank account empty already. Yeah. And I think that is something that we are so used to hearing. I have no money already. I have no money yeah, already. Yeah. But if we learn to try, if we learn to set aside this amount of money I will use here, this amount of money, um, this amount of money for my bills, this amount to spend, this amount for my friends, this amount to give to church, yeah. to tithe, Thanks. to... Um, to give to the poor if we actually budget it nicely we can if we can physically see like or physi- um, just know um, where our money is going to we will start to as what you have said get control mm-hmm. and know um, how to be better stewards of our money mm-hmm. right so um, as we come to um the end of uh, this episode what are your final thoughts and you know encouragement you want to give to our listeners i think our final thoughts will be it is best to inculcate the habit of saving from a monetary perspective when you have a sizable amount of savings you have many choices in life to do what you love to do and on the habit share mm-hmm. side it trains you to be more disciplined and have better control over your own finances and actually, it ties in very um, closely with uh, with the Bible on the, on the teachings of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Uh, some of it is actually related in how we manage our finances. For example, like having patience. Having patience is about having uh, delay gratification and not to actually overspend or knowing that if to actually spend within our means and you want to have something, it's best to actually allocate it and save for a period of time to have it rather than if you have a credit card and this really just spend and you can't pay for it, you will incur a lot of interest. So having patience is very important, be it in investing or, mm. or any other other financial pillars. And secondly, will be like having faith, uh, faithfulness. Faithfulness is that God actually taught us that uh, be faithful in leaders and God will definitely bless us with more. So if you are not faithful in little things, how are we able to manage bigger stuff? For example, if you can't, if we can't even handle one thousand, what makes us think that we can handle ten thousand or hundred thousand? Yeah. Or in future, or if you have like a million, that's why you you heard stories like wow, people uh, have a win lottery and they get like one million or two three million. Then in the span of one year, they can just finish it. You must be wondering how can they yeah. finish one or two million in just one year? Wow, it's like crazy right so yeah so that's why like that's why money is actually just a tool and what makes um, money 
so so what do you call it they, they say the money is a road and river that I but I believe it's not because it's the person or it's the person the holder itself actually not able to control their, their emotions mm. or their, their spending habits that leads to not being able faithful in bigger things mm. so and that also leads us to the next which is gentleness gentleness is uh, being calm and when when you want to buy something you we need to be logical rather than emotion emotional anything you need to ask ourselves do we actually need it is it a necessity yeah. or actually is it a, a, a desire or a want and so yeah. you will you actually go back home and think oh do i really need this phone do i really need this camera how does it actually add value to my life is it because more of yeah. like uh, just for pure leisure purposes or is it because for your work or for business? So we have to think calmly and gently knowing that what is it good in the long run? Is it practical or not? And last but not least would be self-control. Self-control is, is very hard nowadays to actually practice this. And you're able to have yeah. self-control not just in your uh, financial journey or your financial plan. It actually helps you a lot in other areas of our lives. So... God actually gives us wisdom in, in terms of having stewardship is foundational. And one of the definitions of stewardship is to note that people who have yielded control over their finances to Christ habitually honor Him in their financial decision and steward mm. resources that He has provided. So budgeting resources and control spending is a wise stewardship. So like what goes back to the most fundamental is that do, do you need something or do you simply want it? This question is at the heart of a good stewardship. So budgeting, having being good stewardship is the control wealth to spending and to money um, and to money worship. So budgeting allows you to control your desire rather than allow your desire to control you. So yeah. to end this session, I would say that in the book of uh, Mark chapter 8, verse 36, says that money can be a wonderful servant but a terrible master so for what shall yeah. it profit a man if he if he shall gain the whole world and loses his own soul yep. wow that is so much wisdom in like the past two minutes that you have just shared <laughs> and to uh, draw out uh, what you've mentioned um we should really recognize that we are supposed to be stewards of money. And we, if we are stewards, that means God is the source of our money. God mm. is the one who is our provider. And we, I think the challenge here is to recognize God as the source of everything that we have, including our money. And also learn not to be emotionally attached to the items that we have yep. but to learn to be attached to the goals and the dreams that God has placed in our hearts that's what you said right yep. and um, just to sum up like the overall discussion that we also have is to know is to remember not to allow money to become masters of mm. us because that would mean that we are worshipping money mm. uh, and this in in order to do that, we also have to be aware of our surroundings. And that includes um, our friends and mm. our habits. Because mm. if we value that friend, we want to spend time with them, right? And sometimes, maybe we need to be aware if they can afford it. Mm. And if they can't, can we 
come down a bit to their level and recognize that you can have a great mama session or yeah. just tapau go to their house yeah. why not yeah. ask them come to your house yeah. that is also very fun <laughs> and I am so thankful for the both of y'all to come on this podcast today. You both have shared so much wisdom and I'm thankful for it. So thank you. And a nice anyone for no being problem. here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. And I hope that you out there have been blessed by today's podcast as well. If you want to learn more about financial planning, you can head on to their social media channels. I will attach it in the description. Um, Vaughn Graham and FinFit Coach. Did I get that correct? Yes, I got that correct. That's awesome. Go and engage with them, talk with them. I'm sure they'll be more than happy to speak with you as well. And... Before I go, I just want to remind everyone that to remember that everyone has a pocket of wisdom to offer and that includes you as well. So take care, have a blessed week ahead and we will see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.